I am Zoe Flowers, and today I have the absolute honor of speaking with the folks of Query. So Query, I've been working with them, I want to say about three years now. We've been maybe four in um, each other's orbit, and I've had the honor of working with them on their end for a while, and this time they're in the hot seat with me. And so, yeah, we're going to just go ahead and get right into it. So query is a combination of two words, queer and theory. And the aim of query is to make queer theory accessible and fun for the general public. Our programs are queer centered and our campaigns focus on celebrating and affirming queer identities. So again, I am Zoe Flowers. I am calling in today, zooming in from Brooklyn, which is the original land of the Lenape people, also the Mahicantuck people, and many, many more. And so I am going to turn it over to Jeff with a G so you can uh, introduce yourself. My pronouns are she and her, so please give your name and your preferred gender pronoun, and we will get started. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Jeff um, with a G. <laughs> um, my pronouns are he, him, his. Um, I'm uh, Query's art director. Um, I'm a graphic designer. Um, I've been a teacher. Um, I've worked for the Red Cross. I've always been uh, inspired to do things that help um, the community and the world at large. And I'm so happy to be here with you today and with you, Zoe. Thank you. You want to turn it over to somebody? Sure, I'll turn it over to Jeff with a J. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff with a J, and my pronouns are he, they. Um, I am in White Plains, which is the original home of the Monse Lenape Wapinju tribes. Um, I'm the executive director for Query, um, and uh, we enjoy working together as a team to. Um, to send our message out to the public. And we love using the fact that we are art-based and we try to do different fun art stuff. And I will turn it over to James. Thanks, Jeff. I love, uh, for those of you who can't see us, I love that Jeff is wearing this rainbowish shirt as he talks about that we use art and stuff. That's awesome. I'm James, I use he, they pronouns. I'm zooming in from White Plains which is land of the Munsalanape and Wapinju. Share this land long before it was stolen. Uh, super excited to be here with you. I am the program director and I would be nothing, nothing without Jeff taking, Jeff with a J that is, taking care of the business end and taking care of all that stuff that I just cannot understand. Or with Jeff with a G who does all the artwork. Well, actually that's not true anymore. You can't say that anymore. Look at that, we've grown. Uh, or with Blair, who's the backbone of Query, and Elias, who's actually created this amazing project that we'll tell you about a little later. This is just a little tease. I guess I will then ask uh, Elias, would you consider introducing yourself? Hi, my name is Elias, or Eli, and my pronouns are he and they. Um, I am zooming in from Pearl River, Muntilinape land. And um, so... It, in terms of query, um, I use my creativity to give back to the queer community. Um, 
and I am also a mental health advocate and trauma-informed peer specialist. Uh, I focus on resilience and coping skills, um, and I also am an artist with a, a love for surrealism, portraiture, and tattoo design. Thanks for having me. And Elias, Last you know, if if, uh, if you all get a chance to see Elias's Instagram outside of Query, Elias has a lot of beautiful art. Yeah. And uh, I guess the next person would be Blair. Yeah. Hi, my name is Blair. I go by he, him, they, them pronouns. And I am the program manager at Query. Yeah, yeah. We're so glad to have you. So I gave the brief introduction about what Query is. But I'd love to hear in y'all's own words, you know, where the idea came from, why the need for it, how long you all have been around. So let's just take one at a time. So how long has Query been around? And anybody can jump in. Yeah, Query started in 2018. Um, it was with coming out of the movie Black Panther. Um, we saw that movie and we were walking home and James and I were having a conversation and I said, you know, we've got um, women in lead roles. We've got black folks in lead roles. The only thing we're missing is gay folks in lead roles. And, you know, we should do something about that. And so uh, we called Jeff with a G and hey, could you come by? We want to talk to you about something. And so we started thinking about we were going to do uh, comic book is how our first original thoughts were. Wow. And, um, and then it has morphed into what we do today. And I'll let somebody else pick up from here. Yeah, so this is James and um, I'm going to pass it over to Jeff with a G. I saw his mic go off. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks, James. Um, so actually from there, since I'm the artist, um, I was like, well, I don't know if I could do a comic book, um, but maybe we could do like a comic strip. And um, so we did, uh, we did that and came up with some ideas for that about um, concepts um, that were kind of related to queer theory. Um, and, you know, we did that. And I believe it was like Pride uh, 2018 that that started. And we kind of got into some other ideas while we were um, on a little excursion up in New Paltz. We saw some artwork that kind of inspired us. Um, it was a picture of um, a man and it looked like he was eating a sausage. Um, and we kept thinking sausage eat Like, what is this picture about? And from there, it kind of progressed to thinking of terms that um, negative terms used against the LGBTQ community. Um, so we created Sticks and Stones, um, which was a series of uh, 25 art pieces, um, all uh, using rebuses to talk about these different um, negative terms that were used against folks. And um, we went around the, the East Coast like um, doing these exhibits and things like that. And it was, it was pretty amazing. So um, that was kind of the start of things for us. Uh, maybe James might want to add some more to that. Yes. Yeah, so before, oh, before you do that, before, yeah, before you do that, what is a rebus for folks who may not know? 
Oh, sure. So a rebus is like a word and picture puzzle. Um, like, um, um, oh, of course I can't think of any. So it might be like, you might want to say the word clock. And so it might be the letter C and a picture of like a lock, you know, so it'd be C and the lock and you put it together to make the word clock. So it's like a word and picture puzzle. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, James. Go ahead. I love that, Jeff. Now all I can think of is a C and a lock now. Thank you. I'm going to play with that in my mind all day now. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, I'm an educator. I work at a small college in the Bronx. And um, I was driving one day, and we're talking about these ideas. That we took all these you know, words that are used against the LGBT community or, or even within and I was like, what is this project really about? Like, how do we make, how do we, how do we give it more substance? Because it's really cool and it's only artwork is great and it's fun and it's, um, and also could be painful, I guess. But, but I was like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what's our organization? And I thought, I was listening actually to um, a, a vegan educator and she was Colleen Patrick Woodrow. And she was saying that vegan came out of the term vegetarian, the beginning and the end of vegetarian is vegan and i was like oh okay i could see that it's like in a like a mash and it starts and ends with vegan with the concept like, that's clever and then you know as i was still driving to work i just started thinking about queer theory is not accessible right so i don't know about you all who are listening but um i didn't go to college so much later like i went back as an adult learner and i don't think college is also accessible for everyone right now everyone gets to go to college but the college experience I went to and I loved, I didn't get to learn about queer theory. I didn't know what queer theory was. It wasn't accessible to me. And now that I'm reading it, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, some of these queer theories, like they're so dense and so like good, but dense. And so we start playing with the idea of what if we take queer theory and mas massaged it and made it accessible and fun for everyone to look at, right? So we mashed up the word queer theory, made it query. And we also like the idea that query actually means to ask questions. Uh -huh. That's through asking questions for everyone that we find our most authentic self. Okay. So thank you for taking us into this authentic self. Uh, it's like the perfect segue. So when for each of you, when you think about how you move through the world, um, my question is, how do you move through the world? How do you how do you see yourself moving through the world as a being? I mean, I well, that's, that's an interesting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, you know, um, I think part of it for me is just trying to be um, my most authentic self. Um, the things that I do with query, I try to incorporate into, you know, my world or whatever. Um, you know, when we talk about pronouns and things like that, I try to use things. Um, I try to use that in my day-to-day -day life. Um, you know, when I hear people use negative terms against people, uh, I'm generally someone who can go up and say, you know, that's not really cool to say that, you know, and I'll even explain why if, you know, you know, issues with that. that. Uh, so, so I think part of part of the whole thing about query is each of us who brings something to the table there, you know, we try to, you know, um, you know, I 
I can't think of the expression now, but it's like, you know, do, do what I say and say what I do or something like that. Um, where, you know, the things that we, that we espouse to, to folks are part of, you know, what we do, um, in our day-to-day lives. So, yeah. Okay. So let's get into the pronouns. So, Jeff, you talked a little bit about pronouns, and of course, we all gave our pronouns when we started the call. Can you just share pronouns and what gender pronouns are, if there are still people that don't know what they are? Yeah, so um, your pronouns are how you want folks to refer to you if you're not around. And so if um, I left my cell phone on your desk and... um, you started saying, oh, he left his phone on my desk or they left my phone because those are my pronouns, he and they. Um, And so uh, your pronouns are chosen by yourself. They're yours. You get to decide what your pronouns are. And they could change on a day-to-day basis. They could change at any point in time based on how you identify and how you um, feel about yourself. Um, And so we have the traditional he, she, they pronouns, but we also have neo-pronouns out there um, like Zer or um, Fay Fair. Um, and that's just a couple of examples. There's plenty of other examples as well. Love that. And will you talk a little bit about why it's important? Because I actually had somebody ask me this at a conference that I did last month. They, they were unclear about what they were and why they're actually important. So will somebody share why it's, it's important as well? I'd be happy to jump in there unless sure. Blair Elias, I know Blair does our query pronoun challenge, which encourages people to share and normalize pronouns. Feel free to jump in if you like. Uh, as soon as I see your mic off, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. But Thanks. I, I started like, a, a, uh, was it two years ago, I think, Zoe? I started an Instagram that said the query pronoun challenge. Yeah. And Blair has now taken that over where we ask people to share their pronouns on social media. This is before Instagram and Facebook had that option. Now they have options for you to do that. Mm-hmm. And you're telling people to put it in with their name. And why is that important? Well, from my perspective, as a cisgender person, I got to tell you, I'm not so concerned about pronouns. Like, I, I, I feel like most people, as a cisgender person who is read as masculine, meaning that when people see me, they assume I'm, I'm, I'm masculine. Um, I don't have that privilege. I don't have to deal with stuff from people, right, uh, for the most part in regards to that. But... Um, Sharing and normalizing the share of pronouns, I think, is an awesome ally for us, right? To say, Uh listen, I share my pronouns and everyone should be sharing their pronouns. And that part of sharing is normalizing that we share it and also validating um, uh, for people as well as just kind of creating this idea that we respect the idea that people have pronouns and that they can change. Yeah, yeah. And I love and I love um, Jeff's example of how we want people to talk about us when we're not around and that we get to determine how we want to be referred to as we move through the world. So I'd love to hear from somebody else about how you all see yourself as you move through the world. So we heard from Jeff with a G. So who's next? I guess I'll go ahead. Um, Thank you, Blair. So I think for me, when I move through the world, especially when I'm working, I am just 
trucking along, I'm a train on a track. You know, some days I a slower train. Other days I'm a train just running through wall after wall after wall. Mm. And depending on the project, I think that's a it's a good it's a good mindset to have. Um, with the query pronoun challenge uh, project, so uh, I it just came naturally for some, some a lot of it. It was like, oh, this just makes perfect sense. You like not in a why use pronouns. It's just something you do. You know, yeah. it's children. And one of the things that I picked up along the way is is more than just just sharing your and making people. It shows respect to those who use. Uh, pronoun different or adjacent or outside their physical presenting self. So I present as male, so I use he, they pronouns. But what if I decide to use she, they pronouns and I'm read as male? Like, it's respect that, you know, you ask me and you use what I, hey, these are my pronouns. Um, when, when, uh, sorry, one analogy I came across during my scrolling and feeds and stuff is that we have three people in a room one name is William one name is Bill one name is James but they're all their biological names all could be William you know um if you're not gonna go around calling Bill William because Bill likes to be called Bill and if you can respect that you can also respect the use of someone else's pronouns mm -hmm. I want to shift a little bit and hear what you all have to say about query as an organization and query's positioning in the world what do you think your organization's responsibility is at this time well i would say that our responsibility is to continue to be an advocate for the entire LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Um, and we can do that in many ways. And um, we have used the pandemic with COVID to develop some new ways um, about how we're going to do that, such as our queer community book club, um, as well as our uh, meditation group, Queers In. And so um, we can find ways that are going to uh, be an advocate and um, make it easier for people who are um, cisgender or non-binary to be in society and to fight the don't stay gay bills and things like that that are happening around the country. Yeah, for those of the listeners, are you all aware of that? Like the idea of Florida saying you can't say gay, like, or Texas saying that trans kids uh, who have parents that support them, uh, that that's considered child abuse and that they could get in trouble for that and be fined. And like, it's scary. It's scary. But, you know, part of that, uh, and Jeff, thanks for saying that. Because um, mm -hmm. I feel like part of our mission is really making queer theory accessible for everyone. Because I feel like, yeah, you know, we definitely want to do stuff for our own community. And obviously for the LGBTQIA plus community, that's huge, right? Like we can't take the burden of the entire community. Um, but we definitely want to do things that we can, right? Accessible. But I think the beauty of the work we do is it really it's for everyone, Zoe, right? Because everyone could, every, uh, maybe I'm, I should speak from the eye because maybe I'm, I'm, you know, people I don't know. But 
I was raised to be socialized into a very cishet world, right? Heterosexual oh. world. And so there's still things at 48 years old that I'm uncovering going, oh, crap, I internalized that. Darn it. You know, and I think, I think query, what's beautiful here is that we create um, not an end point, but a, be- a starting point for asking these kinds of questions, like the pronoun pins or the query pronoun challenge. What's the point of all that? Is it really just about pronouns? No. I mean, it's just a starting point because what about those bills against trans kids today, right? What That's about, right. right, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's what about um, uh, all the trans folks were killed every year, right? That's right. What about, you know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, what about, I just recently had this conversation with the pronoun pins at Monroe College with the with future educators in the early child education program. And we were talking and I said, so what do you notice in schools? And they're like, well, we line up boys and girls. And I was like, you know, that's a very important point. Yeah, I mean, I remember growing up doing that. But what if you're non-binary? What if, what if you're transgender? What if you're gender non-conforming, right? Or what if, what if you're cis and you're like, I don't want to stand in this line. Like, why is it? Why are we so gendered in this world, right? And I know the work that you've done is a lot of violence prevention work. I don't know if you talk about that here, Zoe, if we can mention that. But violence prevention work in the DV community, a lot of times we're talking about men's violence against women. And then LGBTQ folks are like erased from that conversation, right? Because it's very gendered. And rightfully so. I get why that's the language and I get that. But also, I think that we can free ourselves a little bit more to look at the nuances. And I think that's what Curry can do for us. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you're absolutely right. And we're always having, well, the in the spaces that I'm in, the DV circles, we're having these conversations about the length to which our language is gendered. And it made sense in quotation marks for folks that can't see me in the 70s and the 80s and the 60s and things like that, because we were seeing, you know, the highest rates at that time were, you know, men presenting people abusing and murdering women identified people and so at that time it was very strategic to use that language especially with the climate and everything and now it's still happening at alarming rates however as you said how long did other communities go invisible and I can even remember, and I've been in the work 20 years, and I can remember folks who were in shelters not wanting to have trans women in shelters in 2000 when I started the work. And at the coalition, we would have to have these conversations with these executive directors trying to explain those issues, right, and why that's a problem. And it's still a problem. It's still a problem. Is, and. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I, 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 I've been doing some projects with Niskative, as you know. Yes. The State Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And one, that's one of the conversations we're having. We're talking, what does that mean? I mean, two of the most popular programs right now for violence prevention for young folks is Coaching Boys to Men mm-hmm. and Athletes uh, as Leaders. Yep. Coaching Boys to Men yep. uh, is about, you know, working on sports teams with boys. Yep. And athletes as Leaders came out as a result of that, working with uh, sports teams with females. That's right. But again, where's that conversation of that that gray area in between? Why why does it have to be gendered, right? And again, I get it to some degree, and also there's more to talk about. And I think we're really at this wonderful place, Zoe, that we get to talk about this, that 
we're in this really interesting place where on one end, with so much social media, TikTok, whatever, that we can talk about all of this, right? We just have Heartstopper. Is it Heartstopper? Am I saying the right name on that TV show, right? It's a great show on Netflix about... Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's so wonderful, apparently. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, like, we got great stuff like that. But yeah. then we also have all the crazy laws that are coming out or bills yeah. that are coming out. That's yeah. So I, I think we're some, in some interesting times. And Corey's role in that is to find new things. And I, I want to say, I want to just plug Elias for a second. Elias <laughs> came to us one day and was like, listen, I've got a project that I think instead of looking at like what's wrong, what if we looked at what's right? And from a trauma-informed perspective, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this project. Do we have time for that here? We do, we do. And, and you know, you're, you and me, we are here, right? <laughs> because, I'm, because I'm like, this is real quiet. I want to hear what they have to say. So thank you for that segue, James. So Elias, I'd love to hear about your project and anything else that you want to talk about. Sure. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I had the idea for our uh, latest project called Queerphoria, um, which is a combination of the words queer and euphoria. Um, and it's sort of a project that that comes from a place of, you know, growing up, I didn't have those positive messages that it was okay to be myself, that, you know, um, it was okay to be authentic and that, you know, I, I hid away a lot of the, the best parts of myself because of other people. Um, and because I, you know, grew up in a world that made me feel like it wasn't okay to be me. Um, and, you know, my hope is really that, uh, you know, the LGBT community as that, um, that, that uh, ever expanding umbrella continues to expand, right? That all of these new folks who are walking this path will have less of a culture of shame, um, less of a culture of isolation around queerness um, because it's really this thing that I feel should be celebrated. Um, and so it's filled with positive messages. It's a set of 31 affirmation cards. Um, and so each of the 31 cards has a unique affirmation on it that is related to mental health and to the queer experience. And it's meant to sort of give people um, a framework to start to give to themselves the validation that the world so often does not give us. And so it's also this sort of way of taking back our power and control um, and giving ourselves what we needed so much growing up um, yes. to sort of a healing act, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I really hope that it inspires queer joy and I really hope that it inspires people to sort of rethink the way that they think about, about queerness and to see it as something to be celebrated rather than something to be hidden away, right? Um, did I forget anything? Did I leave anything out? <laughs> no, that was brilliant. And you know what uh, Elias hasn't, hasn't um, Elias has a lot of wonderful content and substance. What Elias also brings to the table, um, please forgive me, I don't know the language. I want to say digital art expertise or digital art creativeness. Uh, so Elias actually designed the cards. And just like any of our ridiculous projects, I mean, of our fabulous projects, uh, we actually did it as a team because Blair was like, um, why? Do you have that certain number? We should do 31. This way people can do it for a whole month and get it every day. Like we really work well as a team. And by the way, when I say as a team, you know, I think there's a myth out there, y'all, you know, um, about us. All of us are complete volunteers. None of us get paid to do this. <laughs> 
Um, so we're very excited to do these programs. And then Jeff uh, came in, Jeff Peckman, Jeff with a G. He's like, listen, okay, so Jeff has a lot of experience doing artwork, as you heard earlier. And so uh, he and Elias uh, came together to kind of like finalize the product to make sure it was ready for print. And Jeff, you know, with the J, did all the executive pieces, you know, like making sure that the monies are good and all that other stuff. And of course, you know, my piece is taking care of the, getting it out there and getting the Kickstarter funded so that we can catchy print it. So, yeah, I mean, I, this is just an example of how we can take an idea, right? That queer euphoria, the idea of, you familiar with that term? It's kind of newer. There's queer, there's gender dysphoria mm -hmm. is like everywhere and talked about with psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists. But maybe we need to start focusing on queer euphoria, right? Like, what, what if we did that? And so any of our projects are kind of like that. We, we take a, a, a concrete thing that you can do to start a conversation about something much bigger. Yeah. And, and so that is very much in line with the prevention work that really brought us together. It was at, I think, the Prevention Institute for the New York Coalition. So that's right in line with that work where you're not so much focusing on the problems all the time, but you are focusing on the change, how you want people to feel, how you want people to see themselves. So that is 100 and addressing root causes at the same time. So all of that is right in line. So what about uh, queer uh, QPC? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, QPC, queer, uh, query pronoun challenge, as okay. mentioned earlier, right? Oh, it's getting got it. it okay. But it's interesting. So it grew so much, right? Like it started with this Instagram thing, right? With a hashtag. Uh, Blair, oh my gosh, bless his heart. But what's the number? At some point, just let us know what the number is, what we're up to now. Um, so if you turn off your mic, I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking, okay? But yeah, it started with this Instagram, you know, challenge to get people to share their pronouns and tag and ask other people to do it. And then um, now we have pins. Like I'm wearing one. And, uh, for, the not, for the people who can't see, I'm wearing a, a he, they pin. And it's, again, using art. So Jeff designed these. They're beautiful. We have all these traditional and neon pronouns and mixed ones, right? So maybe you might want a she, he, and they pin all in one, right? So um, we also make it available so that we can design a pin for you with whatever pronoun you have, like, right? We, we believe it's identity, not identity, right? So who gets to say? You do, right? You get to decide who you are. And yeah, it's very exciting. Blue, do you have a number for us about how many, just a, a range? So range-wise, I know we have, uh, had over 400 people add their pronouns um, because of Prairie Pronoun Challenge. And out of that, maybe 600 people have participated in the growth in Prairie Pronoun ways, whether it's, oh, I have my pronouns, can you give me a shout out? I added it because we met during a group or something and they said, hey, let's be part of it. Or they have asked their friends and family members to add their pronouns on their Instagram page. Um, or, uh, or even from our query pronoun challenge photo booth that we have. Um, What's and that? And what we do is at events like Pride events or wherever we go, we set up the photo booth like, hey, do you want to show your pronouns? Take a picture with the pronouns that we have. Um, well, yeah, um, I remember when I first came on, that was one of my biggest possibilities is to track these numbers. These numbers will be important for the future. Didn't remember why. 
But so that's why I started. Um, these then James was like, you know what, you've been doing well. Let's give you this part. Let's and so I started Man Creed Pronoun Challenge with a little bit of oversight, and then it just became. James was like, oh, I have an idea. Can you take this document that Glisten and can you take these two documents? Glisten and um, New York City has issued about pronouns. Can you make a query? Oh, something like this with these two documents? And so I took the two documents. I took the best parts and combined them. I threw out the worst parts and put a little my own flavor in it. And then I sent it over to our art director, Jeff Peckman. Like, hey, can you make this fancy? Um, and that's where we came up with our query pronoun document. And then from there, one of our team members was like, we should have pronouns, pronoun pits. And then our latest thing was that um, our executive director, Jeff, who was like, these pronoun pins, they're not quite enough. I want something else with pronouns. I want my pronouns to be large and in charge. And so he got mixed styles of pronouns, which is something you could just, which is basically the same pronoun artwork that we have, but you can put it on your wall. Mm, got it. So yeah, I mean, the project yeah. has grown since what, two years? Since the beginning of the pandemic, which I, when I started, when I started working for Curry, so yeah. There they are. Beautiful. Oh, thank you for showing that. Okay, we'll yes. use that. Thank you. you know, thank that's great. And you know, it's interesting. Um, so, you know, it's so lovely to play with this beautiful artwork. And thank you, Jeff, and now Elias for doing all that. And also, Blair, you've been doing some stuff with art, too. Um, but, you know, I don't know if you know this, but since we started the Prairie Pronoun Challenge, not only we've interacted with individuals, getting them to think about it, we also make sure that we say that if you can't share your pronouns, which has happened with Blair, right, on Instagram, sometimes you were like, I can't because I, I don't want to be outed, right? So, like, you know, we want to be careful with that kind of stuff, too. Mm. Um, but the college I work for, Monroe College, because of that document that Blair put together, sometimes you just need the tools. You need the concrete stuff. That document, I sent it to our my college, and they uh, instituted um, a support for trans folks and, and non-binary folks and said everyone should be sharing their pronouns, and the president of the college now shares their pronouns in their email. Amazing. In addition to that, the executive, sorry, try again, the county executive of Westchester County also signed on to that. And I remember the first time hearing him at a press conference saying, my name is George Latimer, my pronouns are he, him, his. I melted, right? I mean, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for cultural shifts, right? To create safer space for all people, specifically for those who identify in the LGBTQIA and the TGNCMB communities. But really, it's for all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Blair. Thank you both for, for that. And I want to circle back to something that Elias was talking about with the mental health piece. And so I know you have... You also have the calm, right? Is it queer calm? I've I've done meditations um, as part of that for a while. So I really want to shift into this spiritual aspect of query as well and talk about some of the programming that you all are sharing. And yeah, let's get into that. Speak to that. Uh, yeah. Sorry, it's my voice again, but I actually run queerzen slash calm. And uh, how it happened. For those of you who have the imposter syndrome, like I do, I think you might enjoy the story. 
what happened was the pandemic happened and the loft called me up one day and said, hey, listen, can you run a meditation for us? And I was like, I guess. I was like, I'm not certified or anything. I didn't actually study this. I mean, I just do what I want to do. And Scott is so wonderful at the love. He's like, sure, sure, let's just do that. And then we started doing it. It's two years later, y'all. It's two years later. And we've had wonderful facilitators who know what they're doing, like Zoe and other facilitators, monks and whatever, uh, come and do workshops. And we also have folks who haven't done stuff like that before who we've invited in to do workshops as well. And yeah, it's just been phenomenal. It's called Calm because the Loft program is called Center at Loft Meditation. Mm. Query, we call it Queer Zen, but it's the same program. And it meets mm -hmm. every Thursdays from 5.30 to 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, p.m. Great. So we talked about Calm. We've talked about Queer Zen. We've talked about the Pronoun Challenge. We talked about the Affirmation Cards, which are amazing. Um, what about Pride Event? Pride is right around the corner. So what are you all planning for Pride and how can people get involved? Yeah, so our first Pride event is going to be Westchester Pride, which is June 5th. Um, and uh, it will be held on Court Street in White Plains, New York. And we will have a table there. Check us out, um, see what we're about, get more information on us. Um, if you want to volunteer, you can let us know. Um, and you could also buy some of our merchandise. So you can get your pronoun pins, pronoun tiles. Um, we also have a greeting card line for Queer Mark cards. And so you can pick up some um, greeting cards from us as well that are queer themed. Um, as well as our Quiforia cards. Um, after we do um, Westchester Pride, we're definitely going to do Putnam Pride, um, which is on June 12th in Putnam County in Brewster, New York. Um, and then there's some other Pride events going on, and we're trying to decide um, how we're going to tackle those and which ones we're going to go to because um, we're a small team. And so sometimes they're on the same day and say, so we've got to decide which one's worse or are we going to split up and but we'll definitely be at more Pride events other than those two. Amazing. And I love that you brought up the Queer Mark cards, Jeff. Zoe, do we have time for that? We have time. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So we got a little tired of Hallmark not representing us when we go to the store. So we decided to create our own cards called Queer Mark cards. And it started actually, again, we can't help ourselves. So everything has a lot of substance below it, even though it's beautiful up front, right? We started with National Coming Out Day. And we were thinking, like, what should people say to someone when they come out, right? And I don't know about you. Have you heard stories? People are like, oh, I knew or I never knew. You look so straight or like whatever ridiculous nonsense, right? And so we said, what if we just made a thank you for coming out card? So we just train people. Like, I think people just need direction sometimes, right? I mean, I mean, other people need more than that. <laughs> but, but I think the people who are well-meaning, like your listeners, right? They're like, they need some direction. Like, what do I do? How do I do this, right? So when someone comes out, just say thank you, right? I'm so great. We know what to do when someone sneezes. We know what, someone to, what to do when we first meet someone. How are you? Nice to meet you, right? So we just want to give someone uh, an easy way to say thank you. So we have this card, or you can make your own. Imagine that. Imagine someone comes out and you get a card from them saying thank you. And here's a quick story. We actually sent them to this wonderful organization uh, in Dallas called the Urban Owl. And um, the the owner of the shop bought a few and then gave one to, his, to, to her employee. 
we were recently in Dallas area and we met with them and I met, met with the employee and the employee was like, oh my gosh, you guys created this? On my first day of job of my job here, I got this card from my boss and she's awesome. She lets me wear makeup. She lets me the dot and she lets me be fully who I am. And I have that card in my house sitting on my mantle. And I just love being able to be recognized. So like these, these are the stories we don't always get out there, but we're hoping for that cultural shift, right? And then we have like a family of choice card for the holidays. Again, we can go on and on for each card, but the idea is that there's some substance underneath each card. And a lot of times the cards that we sell, the pins that we sell, go to support another LGBT program like Transmission. Uh, Transmission is a scholarship for, national scholarship for people uh, to help offset costs for gender affirming care. But I want to chime in for another second and just say, uh, thank you for asking about Pride. Jeff, thanks for telling us about Pride. Um, I will be wearing two hats at Westchester Pride this year for those of you who are going to be there. Westchester, I am part of the Westchester County LGBT Advisory Board. So I will be there with the flag raising and also emceeing the event and then going over to a loft section and tabling. And I also will be introducing Zoe. This is the first time you're hearing this probably unless you've been following me all over Instagram. <laughs> What's going on? I created a new character for myself, a performer. I've written three songs. I know your face. Oh my God. I've written three songs. Blair has created a dress. Um, yeah, I'm wearing three hats. That's a good point. Um, and so I'll be performing as identity. That's I-D-E-N-T-T, -T, identity. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And that's at Westchester Pride? Westchester Pride, yeah. Okay. June 5th. Amazing. Amazing. So you all know that a part of this podcast is readings. These three crystals are what came up. Three. So the first one is Pedalite. So we'll see what it says. Wow. Okay. So it says essential meaning, witnessing, the observer, and ability to the impersonal quality of the universe. Sometimes life feels too close for comfort. Decisions are difficult to make when you're taking life so personally. This is particularly true for empaths and sensitives. When Pedalite spirit arrives, it's here to give you the ability to step back and observe with neutrality and detachment. So how important is that for any organization to be able, this makes me think about the hangman card, which actually I was thinking about, well, I actually pulled it for today. So when things get to be a bit too much, so here we are coming up on pride, so many events, so many causes, so many issues in this, this time that we're in, right? So this is the message to pull back for a bit and always just make sure that you're coming back to your mission. What is query? What did we say we were here to do? What is our stand in the world? What is our organization responsible for? And are we staying close to our mission? So that's what I have for you all for the next three to six months. I also have Selenite here, which is actually one of my favorite um, crystals. It's, it's in the other room where I would grab it. And so Selenite is a very high vibrational stone. It's one of the few crystals that you can actually use it to clean 
between other crystals. And so this is, a, again, a very high energy stone. You all are feeling overwhelmed and things like that. You know, you're coming up against so many different people when you're at conferences and festivals and things like that. And we can pick up other people's energy. And so this selenite is a great crystal to help you cleanse yourself, to cleanse your energy, to make sure that it's always you that we're seeing and not like the remnants of other people. <laughs> And then we have lithium quartz, which I've never pulled before, so I need to see what that is. Lithium quartz is for a harmoniousness, peacefulness, joyfulness, and interconnectedness. So as you all are working to create cultural shifts, just remembering that it can be peaceful, that even though our work can be heavy and hard and, oh my God, who's in this with me, etc. you know, this lithium quartz can actually bring you back to a sense of peace again, so that you can keep the vision and the mission of the organization in mind and not be so mired with, with heavy emotions. Does that make sense? So that's what I have for you all. And I will take pictures of all three crystals and send them to you so you can, you know, get them. If it resonates with you, if you don't want to get the crystal, you can also just take a picture of it and put it somewhere where you'll see it all the time. And so that's what I have. So as we wrap up, um, the last question is around legacy. And James, why you made that face? <laughs> I want to know. So, me. I want to know. So when you think about the legacy that you all want to leave behind, what is that legacy? What do you want to leave people who are coming behind you? And Elias, I'm going to start with you. What's the legacy you want to leave? Um, I would love to inspire queer joy, as we talked a little bit about earlier, I think that's really important, just really embracing um, our authentic selves and and not being so hidden away by that culture of shame, right? Um, and I think that, you know, another piece of that is the educational piece, which is what Query does to help shift that conversation that we're having on a grander scale and to look at the ways that we can sort of integrate queer theory and education and outreach into our day-to-day -day lives. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jeff with a G, how about you? Legacy. Well, that's a, that's a really good one. I'm the oldest member of Query. Um, so I'm, I'm the first to go. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Can't uh, believe it. Um, but I guess if I would uh, think about legacy, it's like, um, one of the things that I think that sort of runs throughout Query's um, whole being is um, the use of language. Mm. How um, language is um, educational, it's always changing. Um, it's something that we use to communicate constantly. Um, and it's just how language affects our lives and whether it's, um, a negative term that you get somebody to stop using, whether it's getting people to use a person's, you know, their chosen pronouns, um, whether it's just understanding that, you know, everybody has a place in the world 
um, you know, um, language is, is always there and it's, and it's, you know, it's so important for people to understand that. And it's just as, you know, as simple as the way we all communicate. Um, and I know for some people in certain languages, there aren't gender neutral pronouns or there aren't, you know, um, flexible pronouns and, you know, folks have to deal with that, but that's, that's changing. That's evolving. I know, um, in Spanish, it's not just L and Elia. Now they have LA, which is E-L-L-E, um, which is a gender neutral pronoun in Spanish. Um, so, you know, language is so important to helping make changes in the world. I think if we can do anything about changing things, that's, that's a good part of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Blair, what about you, your legacy? What's the legacy you want to leave? Um, it's through my work with Query, through reaching out to families and friends and helping them rethink things. Because um, I am at the age where I'm not in vain enough to be like, I'm the last one that's going to survive out of my family. So there might be a possibility that <laughs> everyone may go before me. Everybody goes through like before or after. So, um, but I am also young enough to know that I have a lot more time than those around me. Um, and to do the best that I can with it and also, while also enjoying every step along the way. I do want to say that uh, Query themselves, we do raffles as well. Pride <gasps> events. So any raffle done, really appreciate it as well. Or if you want to show up and participate, they're like a dollar a ticket. Um, so yeah. So yeah, just wanted to let you all know, we do raffles as well. So any raffle donations would help ease our work and we can, and that will also promote whichever business may be listening to this podcast as well, or whoever has their own card lines or whatever you want to donate or we'll donate reading or any of those things. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Jeff for the J legacy. Yeah. I think that um, my legacy would be that we are happier and safer for folks in the LGBTQIA plus community, especially in the T, G, and C, and B community, that they get to the point where they're accepted as any other person and that we get this world to get away from the binary, male, female. Thank you. Thank you so much. James. <laughs> You're so, so wonderful. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud to be able to be in this group with you all. Zoe, this is great. Like, this should be like a workshop we do with, with organizations. Okay, all right. Right? Like, like, I feel better about our work. I mean, I feel good, but I feel even better now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I've been, thank you for letting me be last so I can, you know, think about it some more. And I, I can't. I can't help but to feel like my answer is really narcissistic. It's less about leaving something for others. Okay. Right? It's more about, I think it's, I mean, I think it's like modeling and and really it's not even modeling because that's for other people, right? But it's about living as connected as I can, right? Mm -hmm. so by doing that, I model for other people what that looks like. And, and what I mean by connected is, you know, here we're talking about LGBTQ, but we didn't really talk about race or, or you know, our other pieces, classism, right? Like, and I think, I think I live in a world where I've been taught to be so disconnected from myself mm -hmm. and therefore it's hard for me to connect with others. 
And the more authentic I think we can become, the more we can give other people permission to ask questions, for me to learn how to paint my nails over the last year and face how awkward that might feel when I go in public, right? To, to, to play with different things that we're allowed to play, right? And so for me, it's about not something that happens after I'm done or after I'm gone. It's more about being able to do that here and now, kind of like in a very zenish way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And connecting with myself and with others as best I can. And hopefully that might lead other people to feel like they can do more of that themselves. Great. Thank you all so much. So let's just look at this as a beginning conversation so that when you all come back, we'll go to the next layer and take folks a little a little deeper and um, get into some of those other topics that you talked about. But for now, as as we are coming to a close of this part of the conversation, how can people get in touch with you? How can people find your work? I would say feel free to reach out to our reach out uh, to us on our website at query.us. You will find all our projects and programs there. QCBC, which is our Query Community Book Club, uh, Query Pronoun Challenge, uh, our Cryptoria cards, all of it will be on our website, query.us, or you can reach out to our query Instagram, uh, query.us Instagram or any of our Instagram pages. Thanks for saying that, Blair. And, you know, just the last piece is that we have another project coming out called Here We Welcome Everyone. It's a decal that you see in stores, you know, Safe Zone or Rainbows or whatever. It's a decal, but it's going to be associated with an Instagram so people can actually keep things in check. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all again so much. I'm so glad that we all had the time to get together today. We made it work and excited to talk to you all next time. So folks, again, that is queryus.com. Query.us. Query.us. So that you can go, you can find their work. As they said, they have greeting cards, they have information cards, they have the queer pronoun challenge. There's so much information. They have so much content that you can support. Please go to their Instagram and let's work together to create the world that we want to see. This is Zoe Flowers. Thank you all so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.